Hey, what's going on? It's Danny Strollowitz from At Just Nation NYC. This is Elon Frankel from At Giants Nation NYC. And you're listening to the first ever Jets Giants Rivalry Podcast. Let's get it! Of course, cover the awful losses by both the Trash Jets and their 17-16 to 16 loss to the Bills, giving 17 unanswered points in the second half, and the Giants' 35-17 to 17 loss to the Cowboys. But first, we'd like to talk and introduce ourselves and talk about what this podcast is about. Basically, we're two good friends who have always argued for our teams, and now that we both have big Twitter accounts, we thought we should publicize our opinions in the little rivalry that we have. Exactly. Uh, this podcast is going to be interesting. We're going to have guests, right? Every single week, we're going to have we're going to bring in fans from other teams, from our teams, you know, fans from all over Twitter, Instagram that we see, and we're going to bring them on the show. And we're just going to talk about the games. Um, we like to thank the New York Sports Nation for the opportunity to voice our thoughts on the games, right? If not for them, I'd be just yelling at the at the, about the Jets to my grandma, and nobody wants that, mostly because she's dead. We're going to start discussing the Giants game. So we're with Joe from Cowboys Nation right now. What's up, Joe? What's going on, guys? So we're going to start off um, just game analysis of the Giants. Cowboys, Giants, of course, got killed. So the Cowboys, last year, NFC East champs, just gave five huge contracts out this offseason, signed Randall Cobb, and coming to week one, they're the favorites again. Yeah. So- I mean, you could say that. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I've talked to around, you know, I mean, from other websites. I mean, they're talking about the Philly. I mean, Philly actually taking it. I mean, because, I mean, it's been, I want to say, what, 15 years since there's been a, I mean, a repeat division champion. So. Yeah, NFC, it's always been a very hectic division. Always very close. Never know who's going to win. So, Kellen Moore, he's your first year offensive coordinator. And if you watch today's game, you'll see he looked more like it was, it was a more pass offense than usual Cowboys. Zeke only got 13 carries. 13 carries for 53 yards. Yeah. And I mean that um I mean that that goes a lot into Zeke's holdout. I mean, I want to say that hey, you know, first week of the season, he he didn't play at all during the preseason. He I mean, he just got to practice, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday. And so, I mean, I could see where they were in a position to where hey, let's not overwork Zeke for that reason. It's only week one. And um I back up Tony Pollard actually uh he showed a lot of promise. He's a rookie. Um yeah he did he he had 13 carries 24 yards not a lot but he did show yeah he showed some skill and talent. Um let's let's talk about Dak right now. Dak let's talk he about lot, he's, yeah he has got a lot of doubters. He had his career high first half high yards 256 yards in the first half. He showed chemistry with Cooper and Gallup. He threw at the end of the game 405 yards and four touchdowns. How do you feel about Dak? Man, it, I feel really good about it because, hey, he's our quarterback. But I really want to know how Jerry feels because he's going to have to pay this dude. And uh, it, it goes a lot into how this offense has been ran in the past couple seasons because – in the past, Dak wasn't able to really open up and throw the ball as much as he was able today. Today was one of the first times in, a, I want to say since uh, week 17 of last year, where Dak really got to 
really lead the offense more of a passing, uh, I mean, really more of a passing version of it. I mean, like y'all just said, it's really not um, what we've seen in the past because Scott Linehan, our old coordinator, really was a run-heavy guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he really fo- we focused the game through Zeke. Zeke was a motor that helped run our offense, and then um, obviously last year, I mean, we had a great team. You know, we had a great team last year, but this year I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Everybody's been wanting to see Dak let loose and figure out whether he is who he is or if he's able to be more, more of a, I guess, mobile, more, more of like a Russell Wilson. Is he able to sling the ball around, move around, move his legs? You know what I mean? But then, yeah. I mean, this team is full of weapons. Yeah, so he finished with a nearly perfect passer rating after this game, 158.3. And uh, after the game, Jerry Jones did say contract is imminent. So – what what are you feeling the contract's going to be? How much do you think he's going to get? <laughs> um, what I want it to be or what I think it's going to be? What do you mean? <laughs> Both. Okay, okay. So in a perfect perfect world, I mean, Dak would take less than market value because um, during the game, there's commercials, and he had a sleep number commercial. Uh, I mean, being the quarterback for America's team, you know, the Dallas Cowboys with a star on your helmet opens the doors for mo- so much more opportunities. So. I mean, reports, you know, during training camp, whatever you want to call it, they, that said they were asking for forty million out of his out of his uh, little camp, forty million per year, and so yeah. that's obviously not going to happen. There's one player in the league that deserves that right now. It's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Probably going to be Patrick Mahomes who gets it eventually. But right now, I see him getting anywhere from thirty three million. To 36 million, either matching Russell Wilson's 30, 35 million per year, um, being more than Carson Wentz's. Um, I think what Carson Wentz have 31, 32 million. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And then um, Jared Goff, he just got his extension for 134 million as well, 110 guaranteed. So I'm looking maybe more than Jared Goff right now because I mean, every every goal of each agent of every of every star player is looking to reset the market. So they're pushing higher and higher and higher. And then, you know, the negotiations start. So all. I'm hoping for. So the Cowboys would love to lock him up right now. Yeah. How, how do you feel about the defense this year? Um, Byron Jones did play a little bit. He didn't start, but he did play a little bit. He had a. Yeah, he was very limited. Yeah. Yeah, very limited. He just came off of a hip surgery. And um, I really like the potential of these guys. And uh, Byron Jones looking at a contract here right now. So he's obviously playing. He's, he's out here to prove himself that, hey, he can stay healthy. He is who he is from last year. Um, I really like Chris Richard. Um, he's done well under Rod Marinelli, our defensive coordinator. And I think this will be the last year we see Rod. And I think what Jerry will try to do with Chris Richard is try to keep him around as a defensive coordinator. Because this team has a chance to have a top five offense, top five defense, if not the best on both sides of the ball. I'm not a fan of Jeff he- Jeff Heath because he's a liability in coverage, but Xavier Woods, um, keep your eye on him because this, he's one of our breakout candidates this year. Out of camp, out of you know the preseason, he's shown a lot of promise. And you know the Cowboys were actually you know rumored to go after Earl Thomas, but Xavier Woods was the reason why they took a step off the gas and said, "Hey, let's see what we have with Woods first. So keep an eye on that guy, Xavier yeah. Woods. So let's get more to the game, the specifics. So start off the game, Cowboys get it, result in a punt first drive. Then Giants get it. Saquon Barkley fumbles for the first time in his career on that drive, a little scary. 
then breaks off for a 60-yard run. And Evan Ingram gets a touchdown at the end. That looked a little yeah. scary for Cowboys fans, very hopeful for Giants fans. What do you think about <laughs> that first drive? What do you what's in your head? Man, I'm I'm a I'm a cut back right there to the safety because the first the fumble was forced by Xavier Woods. First one of, you know, like you said, Saquon's career on the very first carry of his 2019 season. So that was our breakout candidate. You put his helmet on the ball, knocked it out. Second, um, you know, his break his breakaway run. Ran right back, ran right past Jeff Heath. Looked like a statue. That really exposed their safeties right there. Just they're they're decent in run support, but um, Saquon has that speed, that breakaway speed that um, everybody sees and everybody adores with him. You know, especially up there in New York, he's a stud. I mean, he's an absolute star. And with y'all's improved line, it really showed that hey, this defensive line for us can be pushed around a little bit at times. Eli but, started off. He started off five for five. 43 yards and a touchdown. We're That's Giants, Giants fans getting really happy here. And then yeah. Dak and Gallup and Amari, they come in that next drive, and it results in Whittens, the giant killer, his first touchdown back from the announcing box. And how do you feel about Whitten back? Man, Whitten, you know, Whitten's always going to be a fan favorite over here in Dallas. Uh, definitely Hall of Fame, top five, top three tight end of all time. Um, really wasn't sure what we were, what to expect with him because he just came out of the booth. Uh, he had a good little, I mean, he had a blocking release on that. Uh, I mean, just you know, just a blocking release in the flat. You know, Dak rolled out, tossed it to him, and then he walked in. You know, the crowd went nuts, and so I think it's more of a um, we won't see that every week. I'm gonna be honest with you, we won't see that every week. But I do like. The fact that Witten is back to give Dak that those sure hands for those four or five yard checkdowns because I mean this this offense is ready to open up but you always need that security blanket and Witten is that security blanket and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So now let's talk about the refs. Giants fans were infuriated with the refs <laughs> scam. Yeah. So one is um there's a delay of game. No, there's twelve men on the field for the Cowboys. And yeah, Garrett, Garrett gets in the timeout. That's number one. Number two is that fourth and that fourth and one in the red zone where Sterling Shepard is tackled, and then then Eli Manning gets hit in the head. That's number that's number two. No, they they throw the penalty flag and pick it back up. Then number mm-hmm. three, yeah. Then there's number three when Garrett threw the challenge flag on Eli Manning's deep play to Latimer, where he was clearly he didn't go down, and Cowboys would have lost a timeout. And that's when the that's when the refs choose not to see the challenge flag. What do you say yeah. to what do you say to those Giants fans that say, "Wow, the refs screwed us"? Hey, the refs screwed y'all. I'm not gonna lie, we got lucky. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up 100. Um, they said, you know, on the Eli hit and then Sterling Shepard, uh, you know, tackle without the ball, basically illegal contact. Um, in my opinion, I was expecting a first down. You know, y'all to punch one in. Yeah, but, it was 28 10. And that, that was yeah. momentum right there. Could have been a yeah, could have been a two true. possession game. Exactly, because then the next drive we went out there and scored a touchdown, made it 35 10, and then it was all but over. Yeah, um no. I I don't agree with the non-call on the on the hit to the head because if it if it was Dak, every Dallas Cowboy fan would have, you know, thrown their hands up like, oh well, you know, the refs are screwing us too. You know, but I mean it, it was it was um unequivocally in our favorite today and I see it you know I saw it today and um the Garrett challenge flag that was a uh, 
that was a head scratcher because I seen that Eli didn't go down, but he threw it anyways. And so Garrett got lucky because Garrett's had um his brain farts in the past. Garrett's not a great time clock manager when it comes to late game situations or late half situations. So seeing that almost looked like a panic move from him in our in our points, you know, in my eyes. So yeah. um, so Garrett, I mean, he got lucky. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Garrett got lucky. Um, the timeout, I didn't think it was a timeout. I didn't. They didn't show a replay on it, but I think there's a reason for that. I think being in Dallas had a lot to do with the refs. I mean, sorry guys, y'all got screwed. Yeah, we we were in Jerry Land. Of course, of course, <laughs> refs, refs are favoring the Cowboys. Thank you so much. Shout out to Cowboys Nation. We'll see you guys week nine again. Giants, Cowboys, 815, November 4th. Thank you so much. Oh, definitely, fellas. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. See y'all around. So that was Joe from Cowboys Nation. Great discussion right there. I just wanted to add a couple of specifics about the game. Let's just start off with Eli. Eli looked great on the first drive, making plays with Ingram, Saquon, and he's the first giant ever to play 16 seasons. Um, this game was not his fault. He threw 306 yards and a touchdown. No matter what, this game was not his fault. This game is just a defense couldn't stop. Antonio Hamilton, number 30. A lot of people didn't even know who he was until now. He was just awful. He saw Randall Cobb on that third down in the red zone. Standing right in front of him, Randall Cobb gets this nice stiff arm, and that leads to the 21 points that the Cowboys put up. DeAndre Baker, the rookie, he, that was not a great debut for him. Gave up that Amari long touchdown. Gave up a 62-yard pass to Gallup. That was not a strong showing, but we hope we hope he can recover from that. He didn't look like he lost his temper after playing badly, but Giants defense overall very weak. Tackling in the secondary especially. Let's go to Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, he's, he's been amazing. When Odell hasn't played in the last two years, he has been amazing those games. He went 11 for 116 and the touchdown, and that's very hopeful for Giants fans. He is turning out like we thought he would. Um, and Saquon. Saquon got 15 touches. What's going on here? What's going on here? He got 11 for 120 on the, on the ground, averaging almost 11 yards per carry, which is insane. He got four receptions for nine yards, for 19 yards. Like, if the Giants want to win, we have to go through our bell cap. We got to use Saquon Barkley, number two overall pick. I think that was a downfall in the second quarter where he essentially had no touches, and that's where the tide of the game went towards the Cowboys. So now, now let's talk about the Jets game. That, that was fun. That was fun for us, all Giants fans, to watch. All right, that was all the Cowboys Giants coverage you could possibly need. Joe, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, Elon with a great, great breakdown. Now the Jets, the goddamn Jets. <sighs> okay, a lot of emotions um, today. I was at the I was at the game at MetLife Stadium, and you could see the Jets fans, um, and during the course of the game, the emotions quickly changing. From the beginning, straight out of the gun, um, the defense, the defense. So Josh Allen killing the secondary. We know, we knew from the beginning that when uh, Dale Daryl Roberts is your starting cornerback, you're in trouble. Tremaine Johnson, what are we paying him? 
17, 18 million dollars a year. Awful last year. This year, oh, Greg Williams is going to shape him up. Greg Williams is going to, you know, he's going to transform Tremaine Johnson to the old Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson will have a comeback season. Nothing. He was absolutely trash. John Brown walked past Tremaine Johnson. Walked. Cole Beasley, like, ran over Dale Roberts. Cole Beasley was walking on the Jets' defense. Right off the bat, before we... Thank God. Thank God for the fact that Josh Allen cannot hold a football. Thank God Josh Allen is con- completely inept when it comes to taking a football with two hands and holding on to it. Because to start the game, he was walking down the field. 10-yard pass, 7-yard pass, Brown, Beasley. He was hitting open receivers, open the, the fat, the speedy guys, running right by our cornerbacks, left and right, easy. Gets to the 30. Jordan Jenkins. Right? We had um, McLenzen diving on the ball. Turnover. Right? First turnover. Next. Right? After a three and out by the Jets. Right? Darnold looking slow. But again, the off- we'll get to the offensive line in a minute. Right? Another turnover. This time for six. C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley is worth every single penny. I don't care what you say. He was amazing. Um, he once, is, once he was injured, the game was over. He is clearly the entire defense. He is defense. He is just defense. We were going to have Paul Brusney on the show, who is a big C.J. Mosley fan, but I think he's so mad about the game. I don't know where he is, but he'll be on the show at a different time. But he'll tell you that C.J. Mosley is worth every penny. He's all over the place. He is there every play, right? But the offense... A big zero. Le'Veon Bell's back, and he's back, right? Every single time you turn around and you look at the fans, and no fan could believe that Le'Veon Bell's wearing a Jets jersey. It makes no sense. I still can't believe, right? 6 nothing, right? Extra point, right? It's like extra point. It's easy. Where'd you guys get that Automatic. From? Like, that Automatic. Automatic. the streets. But since he can't hit a field goal or do anything at all because he is the worst He's just the worst person. Like, I hate him as a human being. He doesn't deserve to be on the Jets. He doesn't deserve to be on a roster. Oh, my gosh. The kicking situation is scary. An extra point, an extra point. It's like, oh, I remember the days when, you know, an extra point was just automatic. Okay, they moved it back. People started to miss. We got our Pro Bowl kicker. Yeah, Myers, right? last year. What happened Of then? course, right? But, of course, Mike McCagnan, the the moron... The ineptitude of the Jets front office said, okay, here's a kicker who is one of the best kickers in the NFL, right? We, we'll pay him 20 cents. He wants a couple million dollars because he's an NFL player and a Pro Bowler, which makes sense because Pro Bowl kickers should get some money. But he said, no, either have a $1.50, buy yourself a Snapple, or leave. He left, of course. Cananzaro, right? He's so bad, he retired. He missed three field goals. And instead of saying, I'm going to work on myself, I'm going to try harder, he left the game of football. He said, I'm not good enough not to be on the Jets. I'm not good enough to play football. And the kicking was the whole game today. They missed the field goal, they missed the extra point. That's four points. They would have won by three. We got Bertolette. We brought him up. Worse than Cananzaro, which we didn't think was possible. We get this guy, Vedvik, and he is a mess. He is a disaster. Right? Offense put up a... Neville Hewitt with a pick on Josh Allen, 
right? Josh Allen now that's making the fourth turnover, right? We had a fourth and out, which was um, which ended in a fumble by Josh Allen because once again, Josh Allen does not know how to hold the football. We had four turnovers, offense a couple couple first downs, field goal and the half, nine nothing, beautiful. But no, Vedvik thought, oh shoot, I have to do something for the first time in my life, my pathetic stupid life, and I have to finally do something, but of course he couldn't because not only should he not be a football player, he should not exist. Whatever. The first half was, you know, it was 6 nothing, but every Jets fan had zero confidence. Like, if you're a Jets fan, the, those who are listening know there's no... There's no way we're winning this game. We missed an extra point. We missed a field goal. Something bad's gonna happen. Oh, and sixteen, right? Um, you know we said we've oh we have Le'Veon this year. He's amazing. Le'Veon was amazing, right? Almost a hundred total yards. A, a beautiful catch touchdown. We'll get to that in a second. He was back. Another thing I want to talk about to start the game. Steve McClendon is starting the game. Okay, you have your third overall pick, Quentin Williams. I understand he got hurt midway, but the first, the first half of, and, and change where he was playing, he they didn't put him on the field. Stephen Glendon shouldn't touch the field. Quentin Williams should start. He's good enough to start. When he's out there, he's dominating. So don't tell me he's a rookie. He has to adjust. He doesn't have to adjust. He's adjusted. He's been practicing. He's preseason. He's not coming off an injury. Put him in the game. Play the rookie, the third overall pick. Okay, Harvey Lange, That Oh, come on. Okay, I don't want to see Lange. I want to see. I want to see Luvu. I want to see Cashman. I want to see these guys. I don't want to see Harvey Lange. On the, I just don't want to see him on the field. Okay, he's okay. Bashan, Kafuski. These guys are scrubs, bona fide scrubs. Who listen? You could not know who they were. They played probably half the game, and you could not know who they were. And, it, and at the end of the game, nothing would have happened. That's you wouldn't have changed the Jets team. A lot of like. You know, these people should not be on NFL rosters. Forget about starting. Um, Navelle Hewitt was a big positive. He was all over the field. A couple tackles for loss. The pick. Um, you know, pass coverage. He took the tight end very well. That was very, very impressive. Um, one player that you may have never heard of, right? You probably never heard of him. His name is Leonard Williams. He sucks. Listen, every single game of every single year, for the last couple years... The double team excuse, the double team excuse, the injury excuse. I don't want to hear excuses. The man cannot play football. The man is totally incapable of getting to the quarterback. He is scared. I don't know. Is he scared of the quarterback? I don't know. I'm going to introduce you to Leonard Williams because if you've watched Jets games for the last couple of years, you have no clue who he is. Just more on the defense before I start with the offense. The defense at the end of the game, you can't, you can't blame them. You know, Yes, Singletary and Gore were running on us at the end, but the, when you're playing the whole game, when you're playing the whole game, and you know the offense is getting three and outs left and right, it's gonna happen eventually. The Adams was all over the place. May was getting into coverage. The line was getting to pre, at pre, uh, getting to Josh Allen at points. They were fine. Five turnovers for the Jets. Really, really, really impressive day overall for the defense. But once again, Dale Roberts is starting for the first time in his life, and it showed. It made sense. There was a reason why Dale Roberts has never started before. He's had the chance. The Jets have seen him, and they've picked somebody else up just so Dale Roberts cannot start. Dale Roberts also is a problem. Tremaine Johnson had a couple hits. We know what he could do, but he is not, you know, that breakout season does not look like it's coming anytime soon. 
But the defense did show up. They did turn over. They did get to Josh Allen. And um, besides for at the very end, I thought they played a very decent game overall. The offense. Yes, 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 Jeremy Bates was fired, right? But you probably couldn't tell because it's the same freaking play calling as every year. Yes, Chan Gailey is fired. Morden is fired. But they seem to be right there with the Jets as the Jets continue to do the slant, the screen, the, you know, not looking deep. You have Robbie Anderson. You look deep. Um, Donald had a deep pass to Anderson in the end zone, which was dropped, right, in the first half. Um, that was a great look. And then two at the very end, which he, Robbie Anderson seemed to, like, stumble, which looked like it was a deep, uh, the pass was overthrown, but I think it was just a miscommunication. Uh, the other one was thrown also a bit short, but also could have been caught or could have been called for passing interference. I don't know. You can't throw... The same five-yard pass to Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder has 17 targets. That is tied for the most in Jets history. 17 targets is not is good when you have Odell Beckham Jr. 17 targets is good when you have Julio Jones. Jameson Crowder should not be 17, getting 17 targets and 14 catches. 14 catches is amazing. Jameson Crowder was a star today. But when you throw the ball seven yards every single play, yes, it works, but eventually... Nothing's gonna happen because you can't. You gotta look deep. You gotta have a play over fifteen yards. That's not your Donald running. Donald can't throw deep. Donald has a deep ball. He could. They're just very conservative today. And you know what? I don't blame him. The receivers cannot get open. Quincy Nunwa last year, right? Everyone's like, oh, he's so good, right? He's dominating. He's the Jets' best receiver. He was getting screens, and he's a big guy, so he took advantage. But when it comes. When it comes to running out and being an actual receiver, Quincy Nunwall was nowhere to be seen. He cannot get open. He's never been able to get open. And I was very upset with his performance. Robbie, I see him getting open. I see him running. I think he'll have a really good season. Right? Crowder will continue to do amazing 14 receptions. I think he'll continue to beat up. Hopefully a little bit less targets. And um, Herndon when he comes back in a couple of games. So the offense will spread apart. The last thing for the offense is the offensive line. The offensive line was awful. Ryan Khalil, right, looked like he was still in retirement, but he happened to be in a Jets jersey in MetLife. He looked like he was watching the Jets game from his couch, and his couch was in the MetLife field. And he was just sitting down, enjoying the game, and just chilling. Ryan Khalil and the offensive line looked like they hated Sam Donald so much that they would just fall every time they saw a Bills defender. The offensive line looked old, Rusty and just abysmal. They were really, really, really hard to watch. Uh, Donald all day pressuring, right? And it's one thing if you're getting pressured. It's another thing if your receivers are nowhere to be found. But overall, um, the positives were the defense getting turnovers, Le'Veon Bell being back. Yes, Donald did not have the best game, but we all know what he could do, and I look forward to him next week. After the game, you know, Jordan Jenkins said, and I think he was right, he said... We beat the crap out of Detroit. And then everyone's like, oh, the Jets are so good. The Jets, this is it. Right? This is the season. And look what happened. Now, obviously, it's better to lose the opening one, uh, to win the opening one than lose it. But the first game does not tell you the story of the season. And Jamal Adams said it. Just relax, Jets fans. We will be all right. Big game on Monday night coming up. 
Very frustrating loss today. You see the fans going crazy, but they know that when we get a three and out with ten minute, with seven minutes to go in the fourth, or we miss an extra point, we know what's going to happen. And I'm not going to say it's the same old Jets this year, but I will say it is the same old Jets today. I listened to Greg Buttle after the game, and he's the most positive guy. ESPN 98.7 listened to his post-game show um, right after the game, and um, he'll tell you it's one game. You have to understand that it is one game. We will be back stronger. That's all I got to say. Alright, now what we're going to do is just talk about football around the league. Right, we're going to start with Thursday night game. Wait, this is not including Sunday night's game, and it's not including Monday night's game. We're just going to talk about the Sunday uh, morning and afternoon games and the Thursday night game. Start off with Green Bay 10, Chicago 3. Yeah, this was the most boring game of all time. Almost fell asleep on my couch watching this. Both offenses suck. Mitch Trubisky looks like he's playing like in high school right now. Mitch Trubisky looks like Mitch Trubisky. That's all he does look like Mitch Trubisky. He looks exactly like Mitch Trubisky. Rod- Rodgers not looking like Rodgers. Devontae Adams nowhere maybe to be Rod- found. Uh, maybe Rodgers is just not like... Okay, he's always going to be Aaron Rodgers, but last year, you know, he's looking old. Yeah, is that possible? Can I say that? Yeah. Whatever. Chicago is a great defense. But can I say that Aaron Rodgers looking old? He, he's got a nice mustache. Yeah, oh my. He looks oh, older no. with the mustache. Ugh. Um, yeah, yeah, that game. Again, we're not going to recap it because you might fall asleep. Next, we got... We got LA versus Carolina. The Rams versus the Panthers, 30-27. to Yeah, Gurley was limited, right, for all you fantasy guys out there. Gurley is going to be limited this year, especially um, out of the red zone. Right, um, we had Malcolm Brown. He had two touchdowns. They said they said this week that Gurley wouldn't be on a snap count, but we did not see a lot of him at the end of the game. He got a couple carries, but Malcolm Brown did take over. You saw a little bit of Daryl Henderson, but should not pick Gurley in the first. You should not yeah, pick Gurley that, in the first round. That's, that's for sure. Bad move. Next, we got the Titans forty three and Cleveland thirteen. Yeah, there there was too much hype on the Cleveland Browns right there. Tennessee is known for having negative offense. The and Browns are still the Browns. Yeah, they're still the Browns. Oh, and sixteen Browns right there. And for all the Sam Donald fans out there, I know that it gives you a little smile because you know Donald did not impress today, but neither did Mayfield. Yeah, May- Mayfield threw awful picks, wasn't hitting Odell. Giant Giants fans very happy Odell didn't get his win. He was very happy to get traded, but I don't think he's happy by that 30-point loss. Let's move on to the next game. Kansas City 40, Jacksonville 26. Yeah, so Sammy Watkins. This he's back, baby. Oh, yeah. He's 42 got... points in fantasy. He's he's back. Yeah, he got 200 yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, he's injured. He'll be out in the next couple of weeks if Sammy Watkins could continue. Nick Foles, he fractured, he fractured his clavicle. He's out. I don't even know how long, but not that great for Jacksonville. Minshew came in. He played pretty well, but I would but not be who? happy. Who? Like yeah. Minshew was the first rookie quarterback to start a game, technically, because uh, Cardinals did play later. Who would have thought Minshew would be the first to start? <laughs> okay, let's go to this. This is a basketball score. This is like FIBA America versus like I don't even know Philippines. Canada or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not Canada. Canada's good. Relax there. You don't you don't know you don't know basketball. Let's go Baltimore versus Miami. After the game, Miami players actually contacted their agents wanting to get traded from that team. They lost by 49, 59 to ten. It's better than the guy in the Bills who retired by halftime. Baltimore fifty nine. Lamar Jackson, right, the first quarterback who's unable to throw 
to get five touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how one man who is incapable of throwing a football just threw for five touchdowns. No, as he said, it's, it's good for a running back. It's good for a running back. And Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, crazy game. Great for fantasy owners. He's going to be big waiver wire pickup. Kenny and Drake sucked today. The whole Miami offense. Fitzmagic got Unfortunately, benched. Unfortunately, it's a while until we play Miami, but I know all Jets fans are looking forward to that. Yeah, game. Josh Rosen came in, threw a pick on his, I think, second play. Yeah. Pretty good for him. Yeah, it's good for him. That's Josh Rosen. Next, we got Atlanta 12, losing, getting killed, right? You know, it's only a 16 point game, Minnesota 28, Atlanta 12, but it seemed like much more. Yeah, so they were up 28 nothing. Atlanta had some garbage time touchdowns. Their offense was just awful, and uh, Dalvin Cook on the on the Minnesota side, he was amazing, fresh off injury. He looked great. Dalvin Cook, uh, fantasy owners were happy, but Devontae Freeman, fantasy owners were not. Yeah, very, yeah. Julio had a touchdown, and kind of saved his day, and overall, not an amazing game to watch. Washington had a very big lead. There was no way Washington was losing that game to Philly, but as Washington does best... They disappointed Washington and lost 32-27 to the Eagles. Yeah, that was, that was a great comeback. Alshon Jeffrey rushing touchdown and a catching touchdown. Carson Wentz led his team back. Case Keenum looked great. I thought the off, I thought the Washington offense looked great. Darius Geis didn't have to have a great showing. But I think for Washington, what they were expecting, I thought a five-point high-scoring game was good enough for the Redskins and their fans. Let's go next Probably. to let's go to the OT game, Chargers versus Indianapolis. Melvin who? Melvin who? Austin Eckler played in an insane game. He had twelve rushes, fifty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Six receptions, ninety-six yards, two touchdowns, forty points in fantasy. Love to see that. Austin Eckler had himself a day, but Jacoby Brissett not too shabby. The black ah, the black Andrew Luck. 21 of 27, 190 yards, two touchdowns. He looked very, very fine. T.Y. Hilton, right? He dropped in fantasy um, after Andrew Luck went down. But eight receptions, 87 yards, two touchdowns. And he had that tying touchdown to bring it to overtime. Marlon Mack also played amazing. Had himself a day. He did. Marlon Mack, 175 yards and a touchdown. And then overtime, that was just one drive. Eckler and Keenan Allen just brought that to the touchdown immediately. Naheem Hines played. I, it doesn't really matter. I just want to say Naheem Hines. All right, next. We got Seattle. Yeah, everyone thought this would be a blowout. It was 21-20 favor of Seattle against Cincinnati. We all thought this would be a blowout, but Cincinnati took the lead early. Zach Taylor and his new team actually had a great showing. We had John Ross. We didn't know that he could, that he still has knees, but like somehow... He had 160 yards and two touchdowns, deep ball all day. Russell Wilson had a good game. Chris Carson had a good game. DK yeah. Metcalf, 90 yards. That was a close game. No one, no one was expecting that. Yeah, John Ross, some thought that there was actually a blank space in between his thigh and his leg. Some were rumors, but whatever. Uh, Andy Dalton proved that he still has an ability to play he football. got 400 yards, two touchdowns. Good, good friend. Good he reminds friend. me of like a young Andy Dalton. <laughs> okay, let's let's move playing on. really well Let, and let's, still losing. Let's move on to four twenty five games. Let's start off with the tie, the first tie of the NFL season. We got Kyler against Stafford. It's twenty seven twenty seven by the end. Kyler started off awful, 
and we, we expected that. You got Cliff Kingsbury as, her, as his coach, a losing record at Texas Tech, and then Kyler, he's 5'8", he's getting balls knocked down for a living. He, threw, he, he ended up with a good game with 300 yards and two touchdowns, but that was mostly in the second half when he did lead his team back from, from a big deficit, and David Johnson did have a great game. Larry Fitz and Kyler connected well. Larry Fitz had 115 and a touchdown, and let's move on to the next game. Let's go to... Actually, the Lions and Cardinals answered the question, what is more boring than a Lions-Cardinals game? A tied Lions-Cardinals game. All right, next. The last game that we're going to be talking about today, San Francisco 31, Tampa Bay 17. If you know the score of that game, it makes sense. Who really cares about the 49ers versus Buccaneers? Yeah, so Bruce Arians makes his comeback. We thought it would be a high-powered offensive game, very a lot of passing, but n- neither Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. Mike Evans was non-existent. We don't know where he went. He disappeared. Chris Godwin, he had a he had a touchdown, but he only had three receptions. Jameis Winston just th- threw the worst pass of all time at the end of the game through a pick six. Threw two pick sixes to Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's literally on a wheelchair and got a pick six. He like wheeled all all the way into that touchdown. Tevin Coleman got injured in that game. So Matt Breida, Raheem Mustard, lo- love Mustard. The Mustard is back. Mustard is back. George Kittle, he played okay. Eight receptions. 54 yards. Basically half of Jameson Crowder's receptions. Facts. And I guess that's, that's it. We got Houston Texans versus the Saints. Drew Brees versus Watson. And we got Denver versus the Antonio Brownless Raiders. It's going to be great. So, Monday night, if you have trouble falling asleep, don't worry. Channel 36, Denver, Oakland. Monday night at 1020. That's our breakdown from around the NFL, oh. fantasy, and everything of that sort. Alright, so I think that's pretty much it. And Jets, brutal loss to the Bills. Cowboys, destroying the Giants. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to New York Sports Nation. And for all you three listeners out there, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a good ride. You, Me, you, you keep us going. <laughs> every day. Why do we? People ask us, why do we wake up? Why do we record? It's we wake up for you, you three. You and you. And that's it. Good night. Thank you, New York Sports Nation. And shout out to my boy Aaron from production for putting this all together. And Josh Lyles from Chicago Sports Nation. Ricky, the CEO of New York Sports Nation. It's going to be a good ride this year. Opening day. Oh, we got Elon Frankel. Have a great night. New York. Young line. Who's at Donald's right? Donald flushed out. Williams giving chase. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires end zone. It's caught. Anderson. Incredible play by Donald. And here come the Jets. And seven, Beckham's eighth reception. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline. Stater bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. 68 yards for his first NFL touchdown. It's up to you, New York.